Welcome to the Bible Teachers, featuring sermons from around Australia. And here is today's presenter, Pastor Kepsi Elodo. I'm Pastor Kepsi Elodo, President of Papua New Guinea Union Mission. I bring you greetings from Papua New Guinea Union Mission. I also would like to praise God of making this program available this week in order for us to be here together. I also would like to thank North New South Wales Conference for inviting me uh, to be with you. Thank you, Colin, and the team. I'd like to start with prayer. Dear Father, thank you for giving us this opportunity to worship you. Holy Spirit, I need you to help me to speak God's truth about the ministry of healing for God's glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I've been asked to talk on the ministry of reconciliation. Um, Let me start off by giving you a background to reconciliation ministry, how it came about from my perspective. It was in the year 2000. Um, I was asked to uh, look after three churches and organize churches with two uh, Grow One churches. One of the Grow One churches, which I, I looked after, when I first, a uh, family and I, um, on, it was on Sabbath day, when we got to the church, I could feel the spiritual dryness, the spiritual dryness of the church. And after worship, I met with my wife and said, we got to do something about this church. And this is God's church. Here we are, we have God's people. But I sensed the spiritual dryness. So my wife and I, we started a journey. We prayed, asked the Lord for one month. If God could show us what to do. Uh, to help with the spiritual dryness of the church. After a month, we were convicted by the Holy Spirit that uh, confession and reconciliation is the way forward. Then I did not stop there. I met with the leaders of the church, local church, that particular local church, And uh, told them about um, the situation, the spiritual situation of the church. And I gave them a month for us to pray. And ask the Lord to to show us what to do. I did not tell them that the spirit of the Lord, what spirit of the Lord had impressed uh, to my wife and I. Uh, So... The leaders met and then we prayed for a month, second month now. At the end of the month, with much prayer, we were impressed. The Spirit of the Lord impressed the leaders of the church that reconciliation, uh, confession and reconciliation is the way forward. Then we put it out to the church. Uh, We did not tell the church uh, that, you know, reconciliation, confession, reconciliation is our need. is what the Spirit of the Lord had shown us. No. We 
ask the church, the church members, if we all could pray for a month and ask the Lord. Uh, we, ex- we, 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 we brought to their attention uh, the spiritual uh, situation of the church. And then we gave them one month. So we all prayed, the whole church prayed for one month. And at the end of the month, the general conviction uh, which we received from the church members was reconciliation, uh, uh, confession and reconciliation. So for three months, for one quarter of the year, first quarter of the year, that was what we did. And now we realized that the spiritual problem or answer to the spiritual problem of that particular church was reconciliation ministry. And then I gave we, the church another man to, to the church. If we could pray and ask the Lord, ask Holy Spirit to show us the approach, the method of conducting reconciliation. Because it, I did not know what reconciliation was all about. Here we were praying and the Lord showed us that to, to help remedy the situation, spiritual situation, is recon- reconciliation ministry. So we gave another month of prayer, the whole church. And while the church was praying, the spirit of the Lord uh, gave me uh, the method of conducting reconciliation. And that was how we started the journey. And after, after two months, we conducted reconciliation for that particular church. It took us 10 hours uh, to conduct first reconciliation program. And at the end of the program, we could, for the first time, the church, we, we, we could feel the presence of the Lord. And that church was never the same again. It's a growing church. And they went on to ex- build a big church now with full of members. Praise God. I was transferred to Bougainville Mission, one of the beautiful islands uh, in Papua New Guinea. Um, Bougainville, they had, uh, I think some of you, or most of you must have known, uh, had 10-year civil war. Um, The local people with the government, PNG government. And uh, it affected, it it also affected the church membership. And in fact, church members were also involved uh, in that battle. And they were against each other. We had reconciliation, and this couple, um, after 35 years uh, of marriage, for the first time, reconciled to each other. Um, of their marriage, you just imagine for 35 years, they, they never. The, the wife, uh, the wife, had the heart of reconciliation, had the heart of forgiveness. But the husband was not. And uh, after 45, uh, 35 years, when we had first reconciliation program in the church, they both came together. They forgave each other for the first time and reconciled to each other. And now they are a happy couple. In June, um, July, October, 
2016, before I left uh, Bougainville Mission to take up my new appointment in Lay Papua New Guinea as president, I met up with the wife and I asked her, how's your journey now? And she said, praise God for reconciliation ministry. We are happy now. And uh, I love my husband so dearly. Not like 35, past 35 years. And that's what reconciliation did. Reconciliation uh, comes from a uh, family word, um, Greek, and it simply means uh, change or exchange. Reconciliation involves a change in the relationship between God and man, or man and man. It assumes there has been a broken a breakdown in the relationship, but now there has been a change from a state of en- enmity and fragmentation to one of harmony and fellowship. That's what uh, Dictionary uh, Baker's um, um, evangelical dictionary says. To reconcile is to make right or to harmon- harmonize. Reconciliation involves different parties coming to the same position, and it always involves change. Obviously, if enemies are to be reconciled, there must be some kind of change of fellowship will be impossible. God reconciled the world to himself. That we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 18. In the next slide, we will read uh, that passage. Reconciliation takes place through the cross of Christ or the death of Christ. And the death of Jesus Christ the love of God is the basis of reconciliation. Without that, without love for God and what God did for us, I don't think reconciliation will have meaning at all. Second Corinthians 5 tells us precisely that God reconciled us to himself through Christ. And through the death of Jesus Christ, we can be able to, to be united with God and with our fellow, fellow, fellow men. What did God give to the church, to his church? Here we read, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 18, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So here we see in the Bible, God giving us, giving the church, Given Paul, uh, given early church, and us today, the ministry of reconciliation. And not only uh, did God give us the ministry of reconciliation, but he has also, in verse 9, the apostle goes on to say in verse 19, that he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And that is why I'm preaching to you about this message, the message of reconciliation. Message, I mean, ministry of reconciliation is the way forward to, uh, to many, many marriages, homes, families, church, and even the community as well. Jesus here also gives us another command, a command to reconcile. And we read in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 23, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at, at the altar... And there remember that your brother has something against you. What does verse 24 says? 
Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. I believe many Christians, many Seventh-day Adventist Christians and leaders, we overlook this command of Jesus. Command to reconcile. Before going to church. And it is proper. Friday, the setting of the sun, families should come together to reconcile to each other. Or whatever uh, a believer has committed or done to another believer, which is not, which is not good as, as a Christian believer, before Sabbath comes, it should, it, it's proper for you know, them to say sorry and come together, forgive each other, and be reconciled. In that way, they would be prepared to receive full blessings from the Lord on Sabbath day. And not only Sabbath day, but in, in whatever we do um, when we minister uh, to the Lord. I think the first thing, and Bible here gives us the direction to reconcile first before we go about doing God's business. The author, unknown author says, if you harbor unforgiveness, you will be holding on to bitterness and thinking badly of others, sinning and opening a door to the enemy to get into your life and cause havoc. If we don't reconcile, we are opening door to devil Satan to come in and to destroy us, to disturb our spiritual lives, our marriages, our relationship with our children, our relationship with our parents, relationship with one another, even in the church or wherever we may be. Remember, Ellen G. White says in Medical Ministry, page 11, paragraph two, Satan, remember, Satan is the destroyer and God is the restorer. And praise God. And we can assist God in restoring relationship between himself and to one another through the act of reconciliation. God wants, therefore God wants the ministry of reconciliation to continue. He uses the church as his agent on earth to continue where he left. And this is one uh, reconciliation we conducted. And it took us 16 hours, 30 minutes to conduct this reconciliation in one of the churches in Bougainville Mission. And here we see a church practicing Bougainville Mission, I mean, uh, practicing reconciliation um, in Bougainville Mission from 2014 to 2016. So I will be showing you some of the uh, photos that I took and I've asked permission. They've given me permission to show all these uh, images. One of the major reasons for Bougainville Mission reconciliation was because of the crisis that I, I told you about and others as well. Um, the heads and uh, um, injurious uh, people, believers cause within marriages, within families, set a circle, and within the church. Here we see on my, on my left and on your right, uh, the first image, pastor and the church member reconciling and the whole the, the church uh, saying sorry uh, to each other and making things right. Um, the husband and wife 
reconciled after three years of separation. Um, and when we had a reconciliation uh, program in the church, and that is where the husband and the wife, after three years of separating, uh, separation, they came together and praise God, they are one now. Pastor prayed for the members when, they, when we conduct reconciliation uh, programs, at least we, I invite pastors to, to come in to help pray. Um, every time uh, people come in and to say sorry, at least there's prayers offered uh, for them. And here we see district director um, with a district pastor a meeting with the church members of that of the district that uh, he looked after. They reconciled uh, with each other. And uh, this district is a very interesting district because <clears throat> prior to reconciliation ministry, uh, they, are, they are tight, monthly tight. Uh, they collect about uh, six to eight uh, thousand kina, uh, which is what? Th- yeah, four thousand uh, uh, Australian uh, dollars. And here we see some more pictures. And after Reconciliation, that, I mean, district director with his pastors went around conducting reconciliation programs in the entire district, and the impact it had was, one, the tight income was 4,000 Australian dollars, um, a, a quarter, not month, but in a quarter, at the end of the quarter. But after reconciliation program, it went up to 40,000 kina, which would be... A, 20,000 Australian dollars after reconciliation program. And there was baptism nearly every Sabbath. Several times I went to conduct baptism. I was invited. And there was baptism after baptism. And you know what? Families were reunited. Families were brought to the church through reconciliation program. Former members were brought to the church. The spirit of the Lord brought former members to the church. And the church is worshiping today. And you know what? Last year, uh, and this is the entire report for Titan offerings, uh, for entire report for the Union, Papua New Guinea Union mission last year. All the local missions, we, we have uh, nine, ten, nine local missions and one conference. And out of those, last year, only Bougainville mission was the Local mission where tithe and offering increased and they maintained it. But the rest of the local missions, their tithes were down. And uh, that was the result of reconciliation ministry. And uh, here, local mission us, local mission level office staff with the church members. Uh, saints, uh, you know, apologizing to each other, making things ourselves right because we do not want anything, any hindrances between us and the church, between us and the members, and between ourselves because through unity, when the church is united, the spirit of the Lord will move the church. But if there's no unity, and if you are divided, Satan will be using the church in different ways. And as a result, now we are, I mean, the Bougainville missing. It was, a, it, it, was, it was known of being a struggling, poor local missing. But as of last year, uh, yes, it, it's up there. Praise God.
And we have teachers, our, our school. This is our primary school teachers. I went and conducted reco- reconciliation with them for six hours. And uh, after six hours, they are now with full of smiles. And as a result, at the end of the year, at the, at the end of the year, that school came second throughout the state, uh, throughout the, the province. That school came second for the first time. And uh, this was one of our uh, schools, our secondary schools, Kabifa Secondary School. I think some of uh, Trevor and the others, um, Ken and the others may know. Uh, this, we had reconciliation program in June 26 for the school. Um, and it makes a lot of difference. Saturday night, teachers got together uh, before the combined reconciliation with the students. I got the teachers together, the staff members with their families, and did the reconciliation. And the next day, Sunday, that's when we had this uh, combined reconciliation with the villages nearby. And uh, today it's different than Trevor and uh, Ken when you were there. Um, May 26, South Bougainville. Um, this is very interesting uh, because on Sunday we, we had, I mean, two respective churches um, We've organized for a particular district. We've organized, I've organized 12 pastors. And uh, in 12 different churches in that district. And uh, we conducted re- revival meeting at the end. It, at the end on Sunday. Uh, respective uh, uh, churches with pastors on the ground conducted reconciliation programs. And uh, this was the church I went to. Uh, on Sunday, there were two churches. Sunday, they had, re- they had their reconciliation programs. And on Monday, we combined them together. Wow. Wow. I just praise God. It's hard for me to describe how Holy Spirit worked. The two churches, that, see, there's one church on the other side with... Uh, uh, yeah, on the other side, on, and the other church on the other side, reconciling to each other. And now, they are never the same again. More former members are coming in, more new interests are coming in. Holy Spirit is mightily using the church, the church members there. No wonder why last year, Bougainville missing risk its aim. Here, um, one of the local churches in August 2016. There were 42, uh, 42 young people as well as adults uh, who, were, who were addicted to drugs, smoking and drinking and all that stuff. But at the end of reconciliation, 42 of those returned to the church on the same day. And so the church board met and then went to ABC and then bought some books uh, Bible study guidelines and then came uh, books and then came and divided that the church board met and divided uh, the, the, these groups with the rest of the church into five groups, small groups and then they, that's where they conducted Bible study for them and these 42 uh, young people uh, they are in the church worshiping God and bringing more young people uh, to the church Okay, this, the, the next one is one of our members, I mean, one of my friends who is here. Uh, tomorrow, 
we will, we will, we will, in my presentation tomorrow, for the first part of it, we will take you on a journey. And how we, we conducted this reconciliation program, uh, that's Lee Rice, uh, the discipleship team uh, of division. He was former um, president for PNG Union Mission. So tomorrow, I will be presenting this, and the three of us, uh, my friends and I, will be presenting this, and we will take you on a journey. Uh, and it's a very interesting journey, and I know you would not miss it out. Uh, Western Highlands missing staff and the families in August 2017. We conducted reconciliation. At first, families meeting together, uh, saying you know, sorry to each other, reconciling to each other. Different families meeting together, just in case they have some you know, uh, differences amongst themselves. And uh, praise God, after reconciliation... Uh, we could see uh, the presence of God and this difference uh, taking place uh, there. And uh, there's children reconciling with parents. It's not only adults. Uh, children are also engaged. I remember in one of the school, schools in Bougainville, for children, it took six hours for little children to say sorry to their parents. They hugged them, they cried, even the teachers. For six hours it took them. They were not tired, and in fact, and they actually it took place in the night. They stayed on just to say sorry. And uh, that's how children, it's good to teach children about forgiveness, about confession, about repentance, about reconciliation, because that is good for them. It will give them better health. Physically, emotionally, and spiritually as well. New-worded couple saying sorry to their wedding help us. Um, they thought that you know they they would have said sorry to of having some negative thoughts um, and not really supporting them during wedding. So. At the time of reconciliation, that's when they came together. This is Kambubu Secondary School reconciliation we conducted last year uh, in September 9th and 10. Uh, the students met, to, met the students and staff, everybody uh, met uh, for reconciliation. I went and spent weekend with them. And uh, Saturday night, you know, staff members, the families met, you know, sort themselves out. And then on Sunday... Uh, they met with the students, the whole student body. And, um, yeah. And on Sunday, uh, we had combined reconciliation programs. The church pastor here, family. And there's another primary school which, uh, which was beside, in the vicinity of uh, Kambubu School. Uh, so they were invited also, and they involved in reconciliation program. Um, and then it was on Sunday morning. Uh, we went and collected uh, stones, rocks. Uh, so that at the end of uh, reconciliation, uh, we would sort of make a monument and uh, it would become a covenant. Uh, um, the people, this is laying of stones and um, this is after reconciliation and laying of stones. Uh, Kambubu Secondary uh, yeah, School Boundary Prayer. We circle around the school field and we invited the Lord God's presence to be in uh, the school uh, vicinity. And uh, we, in, at the same time, invited the angels of God to take care of the school. And uh, amazing stories are happening today. And I do not have time 
to tell you because my, uh, I'm against time. End of last, I mean, no, not last, the beginning of this year, uh, June, last year, family and I, we went home uh, for holidays. And I'm from, uh, by the way, I'm from uh, a foggy man, Koyari, alone, the Kokoda Trail. Um, uh, revival, we had revival and reconciliation camp, January this year, early, early January this year. And uh, that's the camp. Um, and then we had reconciliation program. And after that reconciliation program changes, I'll carry. I can see, I can see real revival and reformation take place. I prayed for two years for God to give me the sermons um, to preach uh, in this meeting. The spirit of the Lord, I prayed uh, for the spirit of the Lord to show me uh, the sermons. Give me the sermons so that I can preach. And there were two meetings. One was this, and the other one was during Christmas week, when uh, we had combined fourteen villi- combined fourteen villages or fourteen churches combined uh, meeting. We con- uh, we ran, and we had reconciliation ministry. Uh, we had reconciliation program, and we also have this is uh, after that combined one. This is uh, the other one we had right in the jungles. Um, and uh, the spirit of the Lord, after, after two years, showed me the sermons. And the spirit said, convicted me by saying, you preach on Holy Spirit. And then I asked, what are the topics? Holy Spirit gave me topics of its nights. And I said, this is the, at the 11th hour, Holy Spirit, you've given this. I've prayed for whole two years, 2016 and 2017 for sermon. I told Holy Spirit, I will wait. If you don't show me the topics of the sermon, I will wait until you show me. Because I do not want to run ahead of you. I want you to run ahead of me. Because I, I, I came to realize that in everything I do, I should involve Holy Spirit and let him take the lead. And as a result, today as I'm speaking, there is revival, reformation taking place. Holy Spirit is really at work now. Now, I do not have time to further elaborate on PNG Union mission, office staff, and the families um, on um, February 14th this year, we had one whole day of reconciliation. From 9 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the evening, um, we, we break for lunch. And then in the evening, from 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock in the night, we headed for both staff and the family's children. We had reconciliation program. Because I thought if reconciliation program, if PNG Union Mission should revive and allow the spirit of the Lord to control, and in order for TMI and disciples TMI and discipleship making to be successful, we got to be united. We got to be united with God and with each other. And then the spirit of the Lord will move. Although we may, we may, we do not have maybe a lot of resources. But 
Our main resource now is the Holy Spirit through prayer. And uh, I, I strongly believe that we are expecting real revival and reformation in PNG Union uh, mission. And our focus, our focus is we will conduct reconciliation for local missions and CPC office staff and families. When I go back from here uh, on March 20, 23rd, 23rd uh, to 26th, I'll be conducting reconciliation program in one of our local missions. We also would conduct reconciliation programs in our Adventist secondary schools and Sonoma College. In next month, I will be going to one of our secondary schools up in the Highlands, Paglum Secondary School. And uh, as well as we reach uh, local missions uh, and from local mission office, the staff and the families uh, at least help them with, a, with, with the help of Holy Spirit so that they too can be united. They can be in one mind, one accord, so that Holy Spirit will move them, use them, so that they will go down uh, to district level, to local church levels, uh, level, and to uh, schools, primary schools, to conduct reconciliation programs. We're supposed to run reconciliation ministry training, coordinators training in the, um, in the month of uh, February, but we thought we need good materials. So we've tasked a PAU research committee uh, at least to do um, research um, on uh, uh, reconciliation uh, ministry and especially on the impact of reconciliation. And then at the same time, we'll help to come up with the resources and then we will conduct reconciliation program uh, and training hopefully some, uh, sometimes this year. In 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5, it reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. How can we live peacefully? It is through confession. It is through recon uh, um, forgiveness. And it is through reconciliation. We will encourage one another. We will be in one mind. We will live in peace. And the God of peace and love will be with us. And once when we are united and we meet like this and we pray, our prayers will be powerful. We will be not wasting our time. No, are we going to waste God's time? And we will see the results. Impact of reconciliation ministry. We had a lot of baptisms. And we, there's more baptisms coming. Unity and love exist amongst believers. Those are some of the impacts. Adventist, even in Bougainville. Uh, this is in Bougainville. Adventist business houses and professionals were very supportive to church work. Prior to that, because they were divided. They were not one. There was disunity. So they were not able to come together and to support the mission of the church. But today, they love the work. They love supporting um, the work uh, in Bougainville. Church members grew. Uh, Titan offerings uh, increased, especially in Bougainville and in other uh, local missions as well. Lives have been changed from 
addictions, drugs, even relationships restored between marriages, families, clans, and individuals. In 2012, I met a man. Um, they were separated um, for 10 years. And praise God, in one hour, I prayed earnestly for Holy Spirit to help to, to, to restore back the relationship. And in one hour, praise God, they were, they were, they, they were restored um, back. And today, as I'm speaking, they are living happy lives. And in fact, this week, Edra PNG conducted um, office um, orientation. And that lady, the wife came across and then she met me and she said, Pastor, I am here not only to, uh, to attend the office orient, I mean, orientation program for PNG Edra, but I'm here. My husband told me and said, Pastor Capsi uh, is in lay. When you happen to meet him, please pass out thank you for, for helping us with Holy Spirit so that uniting us, now we are one. Now we are happy couples. And that's what the Lord can do if we are reconciled. It is time now for the church to be serious about the ministry of reconciliation. Why? Because God has given the church the ministry of reconciliation and the message of reconciliation. We see in Second uh, Corinthians 5 verses 18 and 19. Because reconciliation helps us to restore peace, and peace harmony, and un- unity um, at all levels, different levels, from in- individuals, from groups, and uh, homes, marriages, to church, and the community as well. It brings revival and reformation. It helps us make better disciples for Christ. It will make discipleship making more attractive and powerful. And I strongly believe that because I see it happen. Reconciliation is the way forward for SPD. And for North New South Wales Conference. We cannot, we cannot do it on our own. North New South Wales Conference needs God's help. Needs the assistance of Holy Spirit. We cannot make it on our own. That is why we read in Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And it is the Lord who will give us that strength. And... In Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 6. So he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Jeroboam. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. I strongly believe God will bless North New South Wales Conference. In a tremendous way. If we continue to pray and allow Holy Spirit. And let reconciliation ministry. Be seen. And be practiced. In our churches. May God bless. Us and especially you. uh, As you think of this. um, Importance of reconciliation ministry. It is Holy Spirit. Who will reconcile us to God, our families, those who've left the church, and those who are in the church. And once we are united, we will become better disciples for Jesus. May God bless our worship today. Let us pray. Thank you, God, 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the message of reconciliation. Reconciliation, Lord, you've given it to the church. Holy Spirit, help us to see its importance and to practice it. We've seen today what reconciliation has done in some parts of Papua New Guinea. And we can see revival taking place. It is my prayer that you will bless North New South Wales Conference. The leadership from the conference down to local church leadership and to families, individuals, help them, Holy Spirit, so that we can be serious about reconciliation ministry. Thank you. To God be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. questions or comments in relation to today's program, you can call 3ABN Australia Radio within Australia on 02 4973 3456 or from outside of Australia on country code 61 4973 3456 Our email address is radio at 3 ABN Australia, all one word, dot org dot au. Our postal address is 3ABN Australia Inc, PO Box 752, Morissette, New South Wales 2264 Australia. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Let's listen to Carly Fletcher as she sings Great is Your Faithfulness. Walks away. 
hope you enjoy the short presentation on the history of the Reformation from lineagejourney.com. Every so often, a technological invention comes along that changes everything about the way we live. If you were born in this millennium, it's likely you only know a world where there have been smartphones, the internet, and satellite TV. These things are as much a part of life today as putting our shoes on in the morning when we leave the house or eating breakfast first thing in the day. Those who are a little older though will remember a world where there was no social media, where the internet was very slow or non-existent and the idea of taking a photograph on your mobile phone was mind-boggling. Video chat seemed way distant in the future and yet today these things are considered normal and a part of life. There was a time where if you wanted to read something, then it would have been handwritten by someone else. Books were expensive and hard to come by. The materials were costly. Monks would write on treated skins called vellum, and a single copy of the Bible would require 300 sheepskins or 170 calfskins. Most people could not read, and the majority of books were in Latin, a language that only the most educated could understand. In the 15th century, the printing press came along and revolutionized the world of literature, fundamentally changing the way that we communicate as it enabled the fast flow of information and led to the quick spread of new ideas. Once texts could be reproduced quickly, people had access to read books that they didn't have before. A previously illiterate populace now turned into a more educated and inquisitive one. The printing press was invented by a German goldsmith by the name of Johannes Gutenberg. The exact date of his birth is not known as he was not a famous man during his lifetime, but it is believed he finished working on the printing press at around the year 1440. The first book to be published in several volumes and multiple copies was the Bible in 1452. The Gutenberg Bibles would prove to be immensely popular, with all 200 copies of them being sold before the copying was even complete. This was 65 years before Martin Luther published his 95 Theses, and while he was able to preach to only a relatively small number of people, the printed page would reach thousands of people in a short space of time and across national borders. With books being translated from Latin into other languages, people naturally began to ask why was mass still being conducted in Latin? People began to ask why church service were not conducted in the language that members of society, regardless of their wealth or education, could actually understand. Gutenberg's printing press meant more access to information, more detailed discussion, and more widespread criticism of the authorities. As such, the printing press popularized ideas associated with the Protestant faith during the Reformation, allowing the press to shape and channel a mass movement. The printing press removed control of written material from the Catholic Church and made it difficult for the church to inhibit the spread of ideas that they regarded as heretical. 
Had it not been for Gutenberg's invention, the news of Luther's revolutionary ideas would not have spread as quickly as they did. Today, God has given us technology that we can use to spread ideas very quickly. May we use the talents we have, the gifts we have, and the technology we have to spread the news of Jesus to the world today. To view more episodes in this series on the Reformation, go to lineagejourney.com. It's time for Balanced Living with Vicki Griffin. Immune Health, Your Firm Foundation. Hilbert and Sandy built a beautiful home in Apopka, Florida. However, the foundation was not built on solid ground. The poor soil and shifting sand resulted in drops in the foundation throughout the house. Over time, the house developed massive cracks in the brickwork. The basement floor buckled until it resembled the aftermath of an earthquake. Interior steel wall beams twisted and compressed, causing the walls to bulge and pipes to break. Their lovely house was eventually ruined because they did not build it on a firm foundation. Your immune system is your foundation for good health. Its protective network wards off harmful bacteria and viruses and dismantles harmful toxins. It also acts as a surveillance system against abnormal cells. Its defenses include physical barriers such as the skin, inflammatory responses to injured areas, and specific immune responses to pathogens or infection. And there is an immune crosstalk. The immune system and stress system, your brain and nervous system, are constantly engaged in chemical crosstalk that regulates immune, hormonal, and stress system activity. Living organisms survive by maintaining homeostasis or balance. If homeostasis is constantly challenged by disturbing forces or stressors, temporary physiological changes become chronic, promoting widespread immune dysfunction, disease, and damage. Constant mental stress, poor diet, lack of exercise or sleep, and smoking are just a few ways this dysregulation can develop. Like a crumbling house on a poor foundation, constant insults to the immune or stress system work over time to deteriorate general health, mental health, and increase the risk for certain diseases and even shorten life. Positive lifestyle choices boost, build, and balance immune and stress system health. They work over time to bring the two systems into balance with each other to promote healing and recovery. Boost with antioxidants. Antioxidants are powerful immune boosters. They remove harmful antioxidants or free radicals from the bloodstream. Oxidants are toxic byproducts that occur as a result of normal metabolism, exposure to smoke, or other environmental toxins. Free radicals can damage DNA and weaken the body's immune system. Antioxidants reduce free radical damage and strengthen the immune system. You can increase them and improve their effectiveness by eating more fresh fruits and vegetables. Citrus, cherries, and berries are especially high in antioxidant nutrients. 
Green leafy vegetables such as kale and broccoli are rich in vitamins A, C, and E. Consuming a wide variety of green and yellow vegetables increases blood levels of carotenoids, which are linked to lower levels of stress-related symptoms such as insomnia and irritation. Vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin, is also essential to healthy immune function. If in doubt about your levels, your doctor can order a simple blood test to check. Get more dietary fiber. Plant foods deliver immune-boosting nutrients such as flavonoids, plus other disease-fighting compounds that help regulate blood sugar, balance insulin, and lower inflammation. Plant fiber helps control appetite and manage weight. Excess body fat triggers unwanted inflammation, one reason why obesity increases the risk for many chronic ailments. Drink plenty of water instead of calorie-rich sweet drinks to improve your circulation and cut immune-zapping sugar calories. Eliminate red meat, high-fat dairy, and fried foods. A diet high in animal fat and refined grains and sugar and fried food increases free radical damage that's linked to diabetes, heart disease, dementia, and certain cancers. Substitute beans, whole grains, vegetarian meat substitutes, multigrain pastas, and potatoes for meat entrees. Use olive oil and lemon as salad dressing and focus on omega-3 fats by including more walnuts and flax in your diet. Build with exercise. Exercise not only protects the immune system, but it strengthens it. A regular exercise program of brisk walking can bolster many defenses of the immune system, including the antibody response and the natural killer T-cell response. 20 to 30 minutes of brisk walking five days a week is a great way to maintain healthy immune response. Adding aerobic exercise helps relieve mild to moderate depression and anxiety. It also reduces feelings of loneliness and anger and increases feelings of control. The mind and body work together. These positive mental states have the additional benefit of boosting immune health. Balance with stress management. Chronic stress is a hit to immune health. It can cause depression, anxiety, forgetfulness, irritability, and even panic. It causes physical symptoms, such as a racing heart, fatigue, sweating, muscle aches, and pains, and sleep disorders. What are some positive ways to handle stress? Try taking a walk, talking to a friend, relaxation exercises, helping someone else, prayer, identifying what is in your control, and trusting the rest to God. Take time to identify, internalize, and act upon the most important priorities in your life. These are just a few ways to tame stress and protect the immune system. The old adage, pare down or you'll wear down, is worth taking seriously. The foundation of immune health is a positive lifestyle. It's possible to strengthen your immune system for a firmer foundation for good health. Even more important is to have a strong spiritual foundation. There's a story in the Bible about a wise man who builds a strong foundation for his house. When the rain, floods, and winds of trouble came and beat upon that house, it remained standing because it was founded on a rock.
This solid rock represents God, the master builder. God wants you to have a strong physical, mental, and spiritual foundation in him. He created you in a unique and wonderful way. He will complete the good work in you as you learn from him, depend on him, and build your life in him. You've been listening to Balanced Living, presented by Vicki Griffin. It's been our pleasure bringing you this program today here on 3ABN Australia Radio.